0: back. Okay, hey everybody! Welcome to Mortals Inc. Podcast. My name is Carlos, and I, as always, I have Nate with me, Nate uh, Elwood. Greetings, and he's going to be doing some reviews today. We <laughs> our- <laughs> greetings our new- our again. <laughs> new- <laughs> our new production manager Diana is getting in the finger waves and points now, <laughs> as to when to move. We're trying to do things cool. Anyway, we're going to be reviewing Mutant City Blues RPG today after it's been <laughs> rescheduled, what? <laughs> too many times. Too many times. Well, too many times, we got to yes. nail down a schedule here, Nate. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> you know, stuff happens. Uh, and uh, glad to see you guys. Or glad to be here and talking about stuff. Uh, let me just get over some of the stuff, the uh, basic intro, and uh, I'll get done with it. I'd like to thank our producers right off the bat, Lane DeLong, A.E. Jonesy, Mellie Orvia, which is John Dunn, which I got to get a hold of him about something. Roger Cherney, our D and D guru who's blowing up our discord all the time with all this craziness, a rusty lights proprietor of the rusty dragon Inn private gaming booth. And a
1: well-groomed looking guy today. I know I he got a nice haircut.
0: You should see the guy. He's a hippie. If you don't know a guy before, man, but he got a haircut. Finally, I told him I could talk to him again. And then <laughs> Elion, uh, our favorite, uh, crazy gamer. But, uh, <laughs> She's going to punch me right in the face. Uh, but if you want to be a producer, you can get on our Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. You can support us. Uh, we used it. Uh, the proceedings go towards improving this podcast. And uh, I'm redoing it right now. I'm just going to have one, which is a dollar, and you get to be a producer. And maybe, uh, I don't know, a t-shirt. We're going to revamp a lot of stuff. Uh, we've had a lot of changes here recently. And uh, for the better, I think. Uh, whole new staff. No, it's actually not a whole new staff. It's just a whole new way of doing things. Allows uh, Diane and I to free up to do more things we want to do, play some games, and uh, work on some other side projects. Uh, you can follow us on various media, including Facebook, Discord, Instagram, MeWe, YouTube, Anchor, Rumble, and soon Parlor, I think. We take payments in all forms, Venmo, PayPal, and you can come in here and pay and everything like that. And uh, you can shop online at our store. If you go to our website, ImmortalsInc.com, uh, you can come in store TCG player, which is also linked on our website and you can uh, rent the rusty dragon in our private gaming room. And that was, Oh yeah. And then we're going to be adding some streamers. We actually have two streamers supported disabled gamer on Facebook and daddy's little monster. So that should be on there soon. Josh is working on that. Awesome. So that's craziness. But anyway, I got all that out of the way. Was that pretty good? Quick. Did I sound like I know what I was doing? Yes.
2: It was professional.
0: Okay. But Nate, what do you got going on new? What's what's going on new in store or any games you've seen lately? We'll get that.
1: Well, everybody's kind of been in their bubble um, for the past year, and uh, I think hopefully soon. I know we've been saying this for the past what seven months. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. But I I really do feel that hopefully soon, <laughs> nope, people start it. coming out of out of their shells, uh, kind of like uh, one of those bugs that are going to be coming out this year that make uh, all the noise. The locusts. Yes. Yeah, or the, or the chint- cicadas or what? It is. Uh, cicadas. cicadas. That's it. That's a, I knew I'd butcher that one. Yeah. Anyway, point is, <laughs> hopefully soon <laughs> we'll have Stop. gaming again.
0: Well, you should say that, but we kind of do a little bit. We have some Monday nights. We have Cardify Vanguard, which is also playing Digimon. Do you remember Digimon when it came out? And that's uh, like 20 years ago. Actually. I know. Well, they redid it, and apparently it's like a cult following. So. Okay. Uh, Mondays, we have that. It's limited. You got the mask. We have the sp- spaced out area. You know, we all follow the restaurant rules for COVID and when we're playing games. And then Monday nights, for some reason, I love Lord of the Rings, and I love the miniature game. I started running something, or another guy, a friend of mine, and next thing you know, we're hooked up with these, like, there's another league of Lord of the Rings miniature games, uh, the Middle Earth uh, Strategy Battles from Games Workshop. I guess he was telling me there's, like, a Chicago chapter, there's a D.C. chapter, there's all these like. We ran it two weeks and last week we had six players. So I we use the Rusty Dragon in and it's kinda cool. I don't know if you've played it yet, but I... I like it. It's it's simple, it's good, it's it's fun. It's it's very uh uh it's very uh like over the top heroic kind of play. Mm-hmm. You know, the other games you like it's it's like they try to make it like you're watching the movies or reading the book where all these things it is. It is well written
1: and okay. done. But uh, yeah, if you get a chance, I've, but... I've never played it. I, I know it's a different scale than the rest of yeah, the. It's GW a little products. smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. like one guy has the elephants. He bought the elephants, and it's pretty funny. But anyway, uh, so yeah, we have that. And uh, what else is going on? Oh, Sun Saturdays, we have uh, Commander, mm-hmm. spaced out Commander. Uh, we have Sundays, Tim. Does some Arkham Horror? We have some followers for that, the Arkham Horror card game, and then uh,
2: a couple of private groups come in on Sunday and throughout the week.
0: Yeah, they got some D and D games. that were private. private groups once again. Some of them rent the Rusty Dragon Inn, which is just you know all private. And here we can get like two two groups back here with enough distancing and one in the front, but.
2: So people are venturing out yeah they're yes. coming out yes. we're, we're the, going with that but So it's so hoping nice the, the because
1: floodgates will start to open a little yeah, more Yeah, I think. and just so I yeah mean, it's everything you're that right we wanted yeah, to open yes. the store
2: on you know yeah. it was having people get together and having events and stuff like that and we right. really miss it you know it's like one of our main objectives in the store and it's all gone from covid mm.
1: uh. Uh, like i said i mean i came up here started coming up here for monday night uh 40k and it was always you couldn't do that right now. No, yeah. not like, like that. Everybody no, was, no, no, everybody was no. shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going to say
0: ass cheek to ass cheek. No, yeah, you can't do that now. You can't, do that now, but yeah. slowly. This yeah. But yeah, slowly. but I was just saying, you're right. It's starting yeah. to, you know, come on, especially younger people, the older guys, you can kind of like, uh, the, the, uh, rusty lightell is just up here today and he's like all right i ventured out today and he's an older gentleman but he's he does the rusty dragon and he goes all right i ventured out i've been gone for three hours i gotta get back to my house <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing at him but it was fun um
1: i and, can't wait to to get call it cthulhu uh mask going again uh, I, she was just I really miss about it that. um it's it's
2: i miss it so much <laughs> i really do we had fun even though I wasn't that great at it, I still had fun.
1: <laughs> it's it's good stuff. To, if you're having fun, then you're great at it. <laughs> that's the yeah. whole point of it. But, yeah,
2: that's
1: true. But yeah, like uh, I mean, I I miss being across the table from people and rolling some dice. And, and
0: I want to see now that we have like we have one of the kids at work for actually a couple. Of, actually, two of them, uh, Joseph and Grayton, are kind of tech wizards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they're young, is basically what it is. I bet you they could probably figure out how to get if we got be- cameras, better cameras to actually record it and then shoot it live in the, the private room. So that uh, way it'd be more, you know, with the mics and everything like that.
2: I could figure that out.
0: Can you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: I've, I've,
1: personally, I've, I've, I've played, uh, more than my, more than a few games against my son at home. Make <laughs> it has been nice. Uh, you know, miniature games or whatnot. Uh, the carnivale, uh, I, I got back rolling. Oh yeah. And yeah, put yeah. it All together. Um, once the weather gets a little nicer, I can start painting again. That'll be nice. Because so, right now it, it can't prime just because it's too wet and cold. But Yeah, just go in the basement. Kids will be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids will be fine. My my spouse, on the other hand, would be very...
0: Listen, upset. for better or worse, <laughs> just reminder, those words were spoken by you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I was just going to go over some stuff we got in. uh there's a giant adult red dragon or something come from WizKids tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I already have one guy who's always calling to get these dragons. Uh, Light in the Fog from Arkham Horror. So LCG came in finally. Oh, shipping is terrible, by the way. Yes. From everywhere. Every um Magical magical, <laughs> magical kitties save the day. That came in. So you might be reading that. All right. Whether you want to or not. <laughs> uh, we have a token machine up here. You can win a T-shirt. It's a dollar token. And you get a dice at least, so it's not like totally gambling. Uh we still have Discount Mondays going on. We have Katana Katanimals, stuffed katan animals. Oh, cool. I know you're excited about that.
1: Catan's a fun game.
0: Uh we still have some battle force left from the uh forty K universe or edge games Which, workshop.
1: If if anybody out there is is a miniature gamer, come on down. It's a good deal for oh. what you're getting in that box if you were to price it all out separately. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like the they're around two hundred bucks, but you're getting mm, a little more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's retail over right. two, two twenty,
1: two two. I can't remember, but but it's. I think if you price it all out, they're close to hundred hundred to hundred fifty. Yeah, yeah. Above yeah. what they're doing no, on retail, depending you're, you're on the army and stuff like that. So
0: way more than it's worth. Right. So
1: G W can do that part of it well. Like when they drop a new box or something like that, they tend to be like, "Here, you know, we'll we'll." If you price this all out, you know, but you have to buy it all at once. That and, thing. you
0: know, and I'm not like, we're not here like those guys that, not, I don't even want to say those guys, but you know how sometimes when those battle forces go out of stock and then all of a sudden they jack up the price on them. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't do that. You know, if you walk in here and you see it, whatever the retail is, that's what the retail is, you know. So, and then uh, the new White Dwarf came and it has all the new Hendoesha or and. Hendo- the, the evil guys, Sigmar, Sigmar, evil, evil girls, and yeah.
1: lust and desire. And yeah, stuff. you know, fun stuff,
0: things that make the world go round. You got it. And I cannot believe the Sergeant Jack Sergeant Ripper Jackson paint contest is still going on. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you signed
1: up for it. I did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, it's a paint
1: contest. All right. It's all on the See website i did not <laughs> do, do, do i need to hang my head in shame or something
0: <laughs> Well, I, you know i i thought i'd have more interest in it but it's a good miniature it's, it is it's, it's not cool going miniature. cheap i have one to give away and uh well, i have one to go to a winner and one to do a random raffle. raffle but i need more uh more participation i need more
1: participation so and those things once they once those uh select miniatures kind of go out, yeah, out of going. stock like the gone what was the other one colonel it was another cat yeah. colonel's colonel and he had a power fist and it was like i think now it's going for like 200 dollars for it. one in a box never opened is like 200 bucks on ebay so
0: and they're cool i mean it's a total kind of rip on a certain movie with in yeah.
1: space and having to do with aliens, aliens and,
0: but <laughs> something named somebody named ripley but uh um, yeah it's pretty good all right well i'm done with that um
1: Shall we get into Mutant City Blues? Yeah, I totally
0: forgot why we're here. I was just talking. So go ahead.
1: <laughs> All right. So we have Mutant City Blues uh, from uh, Pellegrine Press. Um, good system. It is a... Yeah. A good a, good company. Good company. Very good company. Uh, it's a hardbound, 40, about $40 retail, I think. Uh, what's the sound of that oh, Lord help me, I don't remember. $39.95. So yeah, $40 retail. Um, 200 pages. And it is... This, this book is jam-packed. It has very... It, I don't want to say very little art, but not a whole lot of art in it. The art that's in there, um, is all black and white. It's not bad. It gives a good vibe and feel of the game, but it's pretty sparse because they have to fit so much information into this book. Um, overall, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, the premise behind the game is 10 years ago, uh, the sudden mutant event occurred. So about one in every 200 people around the globe that came down with this flu-like symptoms. And they ended up calling it the ghost flu because it really didn't spread or anything like that. It was just a ton of people started getting sick. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, but the, this flu proved not to be fatal at all. However, months later after recovery, the people who had, many of the people who contracted this flu started to, Exhibit strange powers, mutations. Um, it, the example they COVID. give is <laughs> stop it. <laughs> well, well, unlike COVID, you know, half a million people haven't died, so let's we'll just leave that there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, it was a a young boy who uh, was playing baseball. He went to jump for a pop fly and flew in the air. So, all of a sudden, the world is kind of thrown into people having these superpowers and, and how does the world react to it and whatnot. Which is interesting because uh, this book has a lot of flavor, a whole lot of flavor. And I really did like that about... They, they put enough into the background and the game itself so that it they, they mesh well together. But I mean, to kind of put it in a nutshell, the, the world kind of goes back to what we would consider... I mean, it's fundamentally changed, but it goes back to like a new normal. So yes, like people have superpowers, but you know, the it's not like a post apocalyptic or dystopian or something like that. The the world kind of settled back into, you know, the industrialized nations doing well, those not not doing so well or whatever. But this game focuses in on PCs that uh are part of the crimes or a police department basically that specializes in mutations and the crimes that are associated with it or private investigators doing the same thing. So it's it's the premise itself is I is what kind of caught my eye first off. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean uh you can play this game different ways just like any it is the gumshoe system which we have covered before with trail of cthulhu and and other games that use uh it, even the the king and yellow rpg and whatnot so the, the system is i'm not going to go delve into the system because if you want to know how the system kind of works we trail of cthulhu we went to it a lot more mm-hmm. but and then um the gumshoe system is pretty streamlined because it's been around for a while that they've been able to... And this is a second edition of this game in particular.
0: If I remember, it's simple.
1: It, it is. No, it's, it's a it's very not simple... more role-playing than... Right. It focuses in on story, and it focuses in on investigation more than high action. And, well, that's not totally true, because you can still have high action in it, but... Well, you're mutants, so, yeah. yeah. you got to have high action. That's what kind of sets this game apart from, like, let's say, playing Trail of Cthulhu. Um... You have the gumshoe system, and then they bolted on this mutant system and kind of streamed them together so that you can have more of the pulpy high action. Like, there's really, just like uh, in Call of Cthulhu, or Trailer of Cthulhu, excuse me, you had, like, a pulp or a reality or... uh, I think they called it a, a classic Cthulhu, where each type of play would have minor effects on the rules but how the game was played would be very obviously a very pulpy game is very different than a more reality-based game or what have you
0: yeah and i think just to clear like reality-based games would be something that's a deadly game that like you you know you get shot you're probably done you know right where uh pulp-based games are you know like you i imagine there's like indiana jones yes you know the shadow the older movies or anything like that you know where it's like over the top you know explosions, and you know you get hit in the arm, and you go on like it never happened, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, you don't get the "oh my god, I'm shot" rule.
1: Yeah, yeah, shock. Shock something.
0: doesn't exist in that universe. Right.
1: And and with this game, you have two systems. Really, they, they call it safe mode, which is exploring more of these kind of like superheroy, like mutant power mm-hmm. meets investigation mode, or the gritty mode where it's more of like. Whereas the first one's like pulp, like you said, this one's like pulp noir, <laughs> where it focuses more on uh, darker inner drama of the group and then individual characters. Yeah. So it's the system again. Gumshoe's a great system. I, I have yet to see a Gumshoe system or or book where I'm like this. This system just doesn't make any sense. It's it's a good system. It works well. Um, and that's all in there, right? Yes. Okay. The, the whole system is in here. You don't. This isn't like supplement one or four or something like that. This, yep. this is a complete game in this book. Now, as I said, they bolted on a mutant system, mutation system, so that you have supernatural powers. And uh, they did it pretty eloquently. Um, it's called the Quaid Diagram. It's named after Dr. Lucius Quaid, who...
0: Quaid? Yes. Like in...
1: Yeah, you got it too.
0: <laughs> like in, uh, I I got it from Total Quaid, Recall. Quaid, yeah,
1: Quaid. But, uh, what's interesting is uh, God love him. <laughs> Go ahead. He like in fiction wise, obviously, he created a new science called anamorphology, and it's basically the study of of what happened to these mutated genes. And he comes up with like, you can compare the Quaid diagram to like a periodic table of elements. Mm-hmm. They we're able to isolate and figure out all these powers and how they correlate to each other and how they work in each other in this this diagram. So, so, rules-wise, you don't get to just, like, cherry-pick your mutant Uh, uh, powers. There's an actual path that you have to take. And um, going through this path, will also uh, encounter what's called... I want to make sure I get the name of this. Um, genetic risk factors so a lot of the cooler powers or more high-powered powers will have these genetic risk factors associated with them which could be bodily harm to the character simply because yes they have this ability but they don't have an ability to counteract what that ability will do to their actual body or mind
0: so kind of like that's where you know like you see movies where somebody's like moving up a car and they get
1: a nosebleed. That would be a right? Very yeah, similar. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Like, if I mean, you, I mean, I'm
0: sure it might be more than a nosebleed, but that would be an yeah. example, you know,
1: let's say for example, you have like natural weapons in mm-hmm. your hands. Well, your bone density hasn't changed. So you punching somebody or, uh, yeah, you can tear through the side of a car with these natural weapons, but your wrist really is still not meant to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's going to break your arm every time you do it, obviously, but it's one of those things that they put in to kind of balance it out because to be honest, like, there are some mutant powers in here that really, I don't see any PC going for unless they really wanted to play something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely, the mid max players will not like this aspect of the game. Because most mid max players are trying to f- figure out a way to, to, you know, get the best of this or the best of that. And with the mutant system itself, it... You can't do that. You can't fly and shoot laser well, beams out of your eyes and stuff like that. That's uh, that just doesn't...
0: well, Pel- they're, they're this company, Pelgrim Press, they're not good. They're not. They're not writing for the min-maxers. No, they're not. They, none of their systems right. are the min. They're more of the. This is story. Yeah, the story role playing game, and so I be I appreciate that because as soon as you said Mutant City, I could think of like the old Gamma World where you just roll a dice and whatever happens happens. Yes, and then you know you could get terrible or really good or you can pick piece, but no, that's.
1: And that's what I, I've always liked. Point-based systems because you do get to pick like the randomness of just rolling dice. Mm-hmm. Like th- that has its charm for certain game systems. Most time though, I like knowing what I want to play. I have an idea for a character with a story. I want to make sure I can make that character.
0: Yeah, see, I'm not you know? that. I, I, I I'm I'm not that creative or smart. So <laughs> if you give me something, I can work with it. So. I guess that's what somebody I Somebody does uh, all the work for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I I'd, <laughs> I'd prefer somebody else does the
1: work. And well, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. There's something fun about having a challenge of rolling up a character and then being like, okay, how do I put a story into those roles? But then again, it's the system has to go along with it. You know, like Warhammer Fantasy role play or Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, that that's part of the charm of the system is not knowing what type of character you're going to get until you start rolling for it. Um, well, a point by you can do that. Yeah, no, but, but no, no I'm, a, I'm an old schooler. I, I'll always roll to, for that. But, I know. I no. I like it too. Yeah. Like, but I, but if I were to play Vampire the Masquerade and it was it wasn't point by, it was roll. It'd be like no. Oh, I have an yeah. idea for what I want. It, and yeah. What have you? One. Like I said, it goes with the system. Anyway, well, anyway so, teach your own. This but, yeah. So, um, character creation obviously is a little different than normal Gumshoe games because you have these mutant powers. It basically you you kind of pick a template, and the templates are based off of what you did previously to joining the um, Heightened Crimes Investigation Unit or the HCIU or this, this mutant-run uh, branch of the police department or law enforcement, basically. Um, it kind of assumes that you were in law enforcement or a certain type of law enforcement before or outside of it but have applicable skills. They have a lot of good templates in there. And it, it kind of gives you a good baseline, and then it gives you enough points that you can customize your character so that if somebody picks somebody who played in Vice before they developed mutant powers or um, before they got into the HCIU, you're not the exact same character if two people wanted to be in Vice, you know? So they they left enough wiggle room, even with the templates, to make interesting characters. Um, And there's uh, also the private investigator side of it, too, where... It's a little even more loose than the HCIU part of it. So it's I really do like that aspect of it. Like uh you can have I mean it makes sense to have a group of all, you know, like detective and, and the, the the I guess beat cops or whatever investigating these things, but it's also cool, excuse me, to have uh a, like a, a PI or a group of PIs working on something. Um you base all of your mutant powers off of point by And the quade diagram. So, like I said, the quade diagram will have a power, and then there's branches off that power, and you can only follow certain branches. You can't. You can branch out to like here or here or here, but you can't go like one, two, three, way up here. You know, they all kind of link together. And what makes it um, even better for actual role playing aspect of it is in game, the quade diagram is relevant in the, the universe too like it's treated kind of like the periodic uh table of elements and it helps with investigators like if you are at a crime scene and you see oh so that's a gnome thing. lightning yeah. strikes and something else that shows let's say flying or a uh, superhuman strength or something like that you're like okay you can look at your you know quay diagram and be like all right we know that lightning and superhuman strength are so far apart on the diagram that it's not one mutant doing this It's it's.
0: You oh two. so you'd almost have okay so that's a known factor that died yes the, like so think, you can you can go by it and say like okay this mo like if this guy did this then right. it's
1: not this guy you know the way I'm they saying? describe yeah. it in there is just like the periodic table of elements it's common knowledge to every person that lives on the planet they might not know everything in there yeah but one quick glance at their smartphone and google or not google because they can't use that word you know, right here. but you get what i'm saying anybody book. can pick it up yeah. <laughs> a book um so, where was I? Quaid diagram. All right. So, I like the system. You can create really cool mutants out there. Like, I, I created one or two characters um, going very different routes with them. One more of a PI. One more of a, a vice, former vice cop that, mm-hmm. that got into the HCI. And it really does create really unique characters. I liked it. Going through and doing that was actually enjoyable. Like You know, it wasn't tedious, like... Or really, really time-consuming. The H, the quaid diagram part of it, and uh, was probably the longest, just because you have to kind of glance over it a whole lot longer to figure out how you want stuff to link up. But other than that, I mean, the it's template like, system—you have like the skills that are already assigned to you, then you can get your own, and and it goes really quick. About really how long? Quick. Like a new player, how long? Do you a think? new player probably, probably about. Or just in general, ability. An character. hour, probably an hour. about an hour. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not terrible. Not terrible at all. For, for character creation, it's not terrible at all. Um, that takes up the, the front portion of the book. Now the rest of the book, a huge portion of it goes into just describing every single mutation that's on that quade diagram. And yeah, every single di- right, there's a lot of information to disseminate on that. And like I said, that's what takes the time. It's not just looking at the Quaid diagram and being like, oh, I'll take that. You have to, you being like, that sounds interesting, looking at what it does. Then in game what it does. So that's it was a lot of reading as far as that goes. But again, that's a necessary part of the game. No big deal.
0: Pretty much right. any game. Yeah.
1: Um, it gets into also the the gRFs, you know, the, the drawbacks from some of these things and what how those oh. come into the genetic um, risk factor stuff. Um it also gets into basically how the gumshoe system like combat. The Gumshoe system has combat in it, but it's not a focal point. never was. No, 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 but no. But with no. this, you're playing, you know, people want to be able to play their high-flying pulpy. It makes sense. So the combat system in this is more robust than a typical Gumshoe-type game. Now, they even put in here, like, hey, like, if, if you're actually working a case, let's say you're a detective or something, you would be... F- Interviewing people and finding you'd collect the evidence, the data, and you would get your suspects and get enough credible witnesses to get a warrant, and then you hand that warrant off to the people that need to go pick them up, like the the people equipped to do that. You don't see detectives making arrests because that's not their job. So you could play the game like that, where you are the one making the doing all the groundwork to get the case built up to get to the point where you can go to a judge and be like, hey. This we need yeah. right. Like most
0: of their game's investigation. Right. You know, their most the game is investigation about- and storytelling. but so, well, yeah. like,
1: even like they said in there, like, that isn't as fun as. <laughs> yeah. If your guy can fly, you're going to want to be able to, you know. So it, it beefs up or makes the combat system more robust. Doesn't overcomplicate it. I want to stress that. It doesn't make the the, com- the combat does it, yeah, does it- so complicated. You're like, oh, my God. Screw it. I'm just going to, you know, fly by. They did a good job in making a more robust combat system for this. It was just an add-on. Right. That doesn't... doesn't. But it's not such an add-on where it it weighs the game down. You have to learn a whole new system just for the add-on. Right. Okay, no. It's It's not like that. Cool. It's very intuitive and it works well. Um, Then it goes into how the HCIU actually operates because unless you're a police officer or a detective or somebody in law enforcement or a lawyer or something or have that background in real life, you have no idea how police work is actually done so this goes in and it gives in my opinion a good job of how to run an investigation within a set of boundaries of laws that we are familiar with but really might not know a whole lot about in other words most games when you interview somebody you're going to punch them in the face or something to get what you want out of them yeah, you're going to make an intimidation roll yeah and yeah. uh right this Diana, one is
0: <laughs> and then throw the throw his <laughs> right. friend out the window yeah right
1: I mean, it depending on the system or the game. I'm not an expert. but I don't it, think it really works that way. <laughs> you have two types of investigation. You have a charm type of thing where you charm that out of them, and that normally comes down to just a roll or something, mm-hmm. or an intimidation, which usually leads to a fight mm-hmm. or torture. Oh, yeah. none yeah. of those are legal. <laughs> and well, so the charm might. Uh, I I highly doubt that if a detective sleeps with a suspect. Oh, that kind of charm. No, I meant,
0: I meant like, yeah, you want a cigarette, you know, or something oh, like that, you know, like, you know that, right. that, that, whoa, you went right, right to the end of that one.
1: Well, the, I mean, wow. we're talking about, we're the talking about far end of that. We're talking about gamers here. All right. So. I, you know, I thought,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I the barman <laughs> has information. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. going to charm her. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, okay. Maybe my definition of charm is different than that, but. but
1: Point is, yeah. it, it really, for me, it was pretty cool, because it, it, I'm not a police officer, so I don't know this uh, off the hand, but uh, it seems like it's a good way to actually, they, they took maybe people who were in law enforcement and put about pointers ask, into it. I
0: was about to ask. On how procedures
1: work. I was about and to
0: it, ask who wrote good. that. I'm going to have to check out who wrote that and see.
1: And like I said, the, the, the background parts of it is really cool, too. Um, there's a section here about, you know, how the world is now, and they're purposefully ambiguous about years and all that other stuff, just so yeah, you yeah, can yeah, kind yeah, of drop yeah. it where you want. But, you know, I mean, it goes into, like, the Supreme Court, like, rulings on, you know, having these mutant powers. What does that mean for a person who has mutant powers? And what can you do? What can't you do? You know, and, and uh, you have to register and all this other stuff. It's, it's really cool, the background on it. And that's what I liked about, like, how to run the investigation. It also gives you, you know, a GM's advice at how to build an investigative type of game, how to build it within not only these rules, but how to build it so that the characters can do real kind of like make believe field work mm-hmm. to come to a conclusion that would be what police would actually or detectives would actually come across. So, so I mean, it's, it's really well written. It's, it, it's enjoying to read actually. So I was, I was really impressed by that back section of the book. Then you get to, the private investigator part of it, and how you know it's it's a little different than the HCIU procedures and whatnot because you have a little more leeway because a, a PI might punch a few people in the face, but if you do that too often, you're not going to be a PI for very long. Oh no, even that so, has its limits. Yeah. So I mean, it it has a little more wheeling and dealing with the PI, but again, it it also you know gives solid advice on how to run a game for characters that are PIs, and it even gives good advice for. Mixing the two. If you have a PI who kind of comes in on one case or another. So overall, it the GM section on this is really well done. And then that ends, the entire book ends with, in my opinion, a great first-time adventure. Oh, so that's in there too. It's, I yeah. like that they do all that with these books now, with yes. these standalone books, as they give you an adventure at least. Yeah. Well, some some adventures are meant to be like, this is how the system works. And it's really geared to focus how the system works. This one focuses really well not only on how the system works but story too cuz it gives yeah. hints at what happened during the the mutation event, the very first one. So I mean, it's got there's a lot of intrigue in here. I mean, they have rules in there for cuz it's not like Mutant City is an actual city. It's yep. Your city whatever you want to put the city in fictional or not, how to make your city that you choose to have mutants in it. So there's a whole thing on building your city in there, what what kind of, you know, law enforcement, what kind of emergency, what kind of movers and shakers, that kind of yeah. stuff. So, Generic. Yeah. Generic enough where you build your and, own. And, you know, you got your, I wouldn't say villains per se, but you got your, your bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like for every mutant crime that you come across, there's thousands of regular ones. I mean, where, you know, what do you do? Like do you have... You... A white supremacist, but who doesn't—or I shouldn't say what but a supremacist who no longer hates other races, but mutants, you know, and are just as fervent as as any other hate group. The um, can you play a normal person? I suppose you could. There's no—I mean, I don't know why you'd want to at this. Well, game. It's if you like, had a group, <laughs> like if, if it's you meant had a, to be, I
0: know, but if you had a normal team looking for
1: oh you're saying like a reverse role trying to like hunt down mutants or something
0: like that no 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 like say you're just part of the de- you know you have your investigative team right mm-hmm. but they're all humans and the crime is a mutant you know
1: then you'd be passing it off to the player characters that you would be okay but yeah, yeah okay. H- hciu is meant to be like oh it's written that you want both no it's, that it's... you're going to be a mutant you are a oh, okay, mutant. okay okay yeah like, like they call the H- They call in the HCIU when, you know, there's been a bank robbery. Okay, that happens hundreds of times. Yeah, well, this guy walked through the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, obviously, you know, Joe Flatfoot is not going to be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, like, you know, a guy who can throw cars with nothing but his mind, you're not going to be, th- even SWAT team can't do much about, against that.
0: Uh, you know, the only reason I was thinking of that is I don't know if you ever saw, uh, what was that show, Babe? The one guy's all mad. And he just goes after the superheroes. It's crazy. The Lost Boys, not the Lost Boys. The boys. The boys. Oh, the, yeah. boys. the
2: boys. I'm sitting here. On, on, he's doing it. I was oh, yeah. on my phone. I'm like, this. Josh got me watching that.
1: I mean, I get what you're. That's a,
2: very relatable to what you're saying. It is,
1: and it isn't. Like, I've, I've liked that series too. I really do like that series. Uh, um, yeah. But that one has
0: like. I like the first season. It, it was, I I
1: enjoyed them both. But no,
0: no, I liked the first season. Second yeah. got yeah. it's too soap opery.
1: But go ahead. <laughs> but like my opinion, th- the premise of that one is like superheroes of the of the boys. Uh, spoilers or right? superheroes, unlimited power makes people unlimitedly entitled and evil. Yep. Well, and with this one, it's it's a bit different. This is like more gritty, like actual police force. Like not everybody who commits a crime is a supervillain you know not everybody who who well you know like
0: yeah i mean we we go around about that but yeah even in the other even in the boys not everybody was evil it's just right it just was that this particular group rose to be evil but uh yeah that's the same thing with this and that's why i was just thinking what if you had a normal because uh, I'm overthinking it. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see you down the line. This is me adding reality to, you know, your right. resources and your background and what, what you're going to
1: have to be ability and to... But go ahead. There's also stuff in here about that stuff, too, about the toll it takes on, on like, the individual characters, their family. So, I mean, police work is hard enough to do even in today's non-mutant world. Now imagine throwing in stuff where people can literally enter your dreams. I mean, it it's... You can take this to a very dark, dark mm-hmm. corner, or you can take it to a really pulpy, superheroy type corner. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's Most like, people,
1: I think, will be kind of in the middle somewhere.
0: I'd go with the pulpy because anything else than that is just too depressing. So, <laughs> but uh, but man, it's a good cool. game. It's yeah.
1: I, I give it to be honest. Like after after I uh, I read the book and uh, made a couple of characters, I had some you know just ideas flowing around in my head. I'm like, man, you you could run a really good campaign off of this very easily. Like, you can... I always like games where you can take from real life and throw in...
0: I was about to say, you literally have unlimited source material for yeah. this because you could just take pretty much any any crime that's written and they're always detailed, like, right. especially the big ones, and you could just insert
1: whoever, you know yes. what I'm saying? And just run with it. So I, I give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Why is the 1? The minus the 1. Um... Mainly because (sighs) it's got great potential for story, and I like the gritty, like, life, get balance stuff. Um, but personally, like, I think with the mutant powers, I think (sighs) they needed to. This is me talking, not you know, obviously, I'm not a developer. But oh boy! No, go ahead. <laughs> I I see that a lot of people would be just picking almost the exact same path. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's definitely when you look at the Quaid diagram, you will see. Oh, I really like how this goes. Or, you know, you have like mind, body, and and when like I and so most PCs, other than their personalities and the the skills that they bring, but when it comes to their immune powers, I kind of see only really three possibly four real branches that most piece most players will actually take um unless you get people who really want to kind of push four out of how many branches of, um tons tons i mean oh you, a lot you of them, literally yeah. start at one point on the diagram and start moving around uh, okay. so it can be anywhere but i mean i doubt there's going to be very many people who get like the some of the sensory stuff or or you know some of the lower grade mutant powers um just because they want to, like I said, I, I kind of, they wanna, and that's just they, in my you, mind. You, just,
0: when you play the games, you want to stand out because that's what right. your characters are supposed to
1: stand right. out anyway. You're going to find somebody who wants to be able to throw stuff with their mind. You're going to find somebody who maybe wants to fly. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I could see those or or phase through balls or- or The classics. Right. But I, I, I really think like, let me see, I think like talking with animals or something like that is not going to be like- Disease immunity or something like that. I don't see many people. Emotional control. Um, Stuff like that. I need that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do I need that? Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Command fish. I don't see a whole lot of people. Come on, man. Command birds. You know, like entangling hair. Well, maybe. Well, the point is, like, they have enough... Entangling hair. hair.
2: That's a nightmare. Entangling
1: (laughs) hair. I mean, they, they have enough... On the Quaid diagram that you can really can. But like I said, most people in my mind, well, like I could probably, s- you know what? I, that's just me. I was just making my own characters. Like, I'm sure if I threw this out to other people, they'd be like, this sounds really cool. And I was about to say,
0: like, talk with birds. There's your, you got the birds movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: Like the, the movie, the birds from Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. You could just insert that there's a mutant doing that then you have to investigate it. You know, that would be a total investigation. Cause how powerful could it yeah, be- a
1: villain having that, but like, I don't yeah, see, a I PC could see that. Being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to be able you know, talk of birds. Right. Hey so, buddy. And, and since each mutant power costs the same, you, you just have to follow the path. Yep. One way or another. Yeah. So, you know, most people will be like, I'm going to start at this one right here and then start moving around. So right. that, that's the only thing that I see as the do- downfall that, even with as much diversity as you can put into it, most people will only have this certain trajectory as far as their mutant powers go. Although I could be completely wrong because never under- underestimate PCs or players in general. They'll just they'll throw curves in there all the time.
0: Cool. All right. Well, uh, new players, old players. That's the only last question.
1: Um, good for both. I think good for both. I think a, a new player could pick this book up, um, and after a, a good read through. Can be running really good and entertaining games. If somebody, players,
0: if somebody came in as a new player and says, Hey, I wanna I, I really got into X-Men movies, can I do you have a game that's X-Men related? Would that be?
1: Be like if you like Law and Order and X-Men put together,
0: uh, go for it. Yeah. And then, the, you know, obviously classic players.
1: This definitely falls into a trope. This is this isn't like the all comer game. No. I'll put it that way. You you Very have specific. to first be interested in wanting to play a police force or a police officer or a PI of some kind or another. And be into supernatural mutant powers, cool. Which I don't know. It's, it's a cool combo. It is a cool combo. I mean, you gotta. That's a cool it is combo.
0: nice. You know, it's not like like you said. It's not there. They're always. They always. They. This Pelgrane Press makes a lot of games that
1: are. I don't say nichey, but more niche than yeah. than TSR or not TSR. Uh, Wizards. Oh God. <laughs> Wizards of the <laughs> Coast or Yeah. Or uh what have you. But yeah. yeah. But, Hasbro, isn't it now, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. Wizards. But,
0: that's right. What it's what's at the bottom of the book. So that's what I go with. But um uh, cool. All right. Thanks, Nate. What do you want to do next?
1: Magical uh, Kitties Save the Day? Uh, we'll, we'll Magical
0: see. Kitties Actually, Save let, the Day. Let,
1: let, let's see if we can get any responses from anybody out Magical there. Magical Kitties Save the Day. If there's a game you want to know about and you want to hear my opinion on it.
2: It's not Magical Kitties <laughs> Save
0: the
1: Day. <laughs> I'll read anything. But yeah, uh, put it in the comments. Let I us know. know. We got Keep something else nice
0: out there. I don't know. All right. Well, thanks. But
1: whatever game we do review next, I, I guarantee it's going to be, an, as always, a cool game. I have yet to review a game where I'm like, this.
0: I know. Sucks. I, you know, dude, there's a lot of work. Out. When I'm ordering stuff, there's a lot of work of me reading, going, why? You know, like, yeah. first all, I'm like, why? And don't even get me started about Kickstarter, but why? You know, yeah. it's like sometimes. But that's uh, when I'm, once again, my opinion. I don't want to offend any anybody. Um. Anyway, thanks. And the uh, next one we'll have will post it up. And uh, just remember, Go to our website immortalsinc.com. That's so we can reach everything there: our events, our uh, store, our TCG player, uh, any news or anything going on. We can get our podcast from there. We have a lot of podcasts. That one day we're gonna we're gonna work on that. We're gonna improve it so we can actually link related podcasts and all that. I gotta get somebody to do that and uh, have more uh, more content. Okay. And uh, hopefully, we'll do some. Stuff. All right, like I said, immortalsinc.com. Give us a call at the store 712. Sorry, give us a call at the store 216 712 7169. Or, um, that's it. And those two things, that's all you got to do is find us in any social media. Type in Immortals Inc., will pop up most of them, 90% of them, 70%. Depends on what tomorrow brings. All right, guys.